I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Fresh Air at 5, the podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carpenter. Fresh Air at 5 is my regular attempt to exercise by walking about my neighborhood to take in podcast content, then reflect in an unedited video, which I finally post to my Twitter channel. This podcast will be a regular collection of the audio from these selfie videos. You can follow me on Twitter at Fresh Air at 5 or check out my website, BrianCarpenter.com, for other content I have created and collected. Hey, PLN, it's Monday, April 6, 2021, Easter Monday here, so happy Easter to you, um, and thanks for tuning in to Fresh Air at 5. If you're listening to the podcast and not the Twitter daily video post that I do, so um, in this uh, week's first episode, I reflect on my learning that I did as I listen to the Daily Stem podcast with Chris Woods, and he talks to Jeremy Keishan, who is a coder and an author, and he wrote a book recently called Read, Write, and Code, which is brings coding into a literacy level where we need to be literate as, co- as uh, people in the area of coding, and he ties the example back to how many years ago, five, four, five hundred years ago, before the printing press, that there was only a select few that knew how to read and write and uh, it wasn't imperative for people to do so at that time but then it became a necessity I could not imagine not being able to read and write as I imagine that you probably couldn't imagine that but uh, he suggests and Chris agrees that we're on the precipice of that being a literacy that is necessary for us in all of our different jobs as a teacher I uh, work with a really smart guy who is across the hall from me and he is our programmer he understands programming and code and the magical things that he can make is fantastic because he understands code he teaches javascript i think he teaches python and uh but you know we have a dependence on each other i depend on him to make cool things and he depends on me to teach the user interfaces and other things for graphic creation and things like that and we have our own places um, of that so in a team not everybody needs to code I agree with that but uh, it's important that we understand what each other is doing and so I would suggest that you know I need to up my game in the coding realm and I'm not going to go and jump into a JavaScript course right now, but I gotta start understanding more. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jeremy. Have a fantastic Monday. Bye. One more thing for April 6, 2021. I'm just listening to uh, the Define University podcast with Lindsay Titus. As she brings us the A of her four A's. Her four A's are awareness, acceptance, acknowledgement, and action, I think. 
I think so with Lindsay. Um, but they are pretty close to that. And the first one that she brings us today is the first one, which is awareness. And it's about being aware of who we are and aware of what's going on with us. If there's a change that goes along, being aware of that change and not calling it names, but uh, to be aware of it so that we or maybe calling it names so that we can put something, put it in a box for a moment and look at it and be aware of that. It's important. And thank you, Lindsay, for your relentless work in helping us understand who we are. You've helped me understand who I am recently um, as I ran into you. And, and this is stuff that I have thought about in the past, but you package it so nicely that uh, it makes it palatable and a process. And like you said, the four A's are not a one and done, but they are a process that we need to do on a regular basis, like every day. So thanks so much. Take a listen to Lindsay Titus as she talks on Defiant University episode number 63, maybe 62, but thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, I think I got it wrong. As I said that you just be aware of things and put them in a box. I think that's more the acceptance piece, but the awareness is going, how am I feeling in this time as I am learning about myself so that I can make a change? And that change is so important so that we can effectively you know, move forward and not sit in this I'm lost state. So that's what I had to say a little bit more. And thank you, Lindsay. Another one more thing for April 6, 2021. Just finished listening to the Good News Brad News Show episode 14 as Brad Hughes, Chief Encouragement Officer out of Ontario, Canada, brings us Dr. Jeff Springer, who is a man of wisdom and he has experience as a husband and father and grandfather and educator and consultant and church leader and principal and all these different roles and and Jeff brings to us um, some thoughts about play and how the acronym play needs to be injected into the things that we do. It's not about sitting down and playing with toys, but it's about people. It's about love. It's about acknowledgement. And it's about yearning. And that uh, acronym play uh, drives him and brings him um, some purpose as he goes through his days. Who are those people that are around you that you can call at three o'clock in the morning? when it's going sideways for you who are the what what where does love play into the work that you do and how we say the word love you know in context of intimacy but how is that a part of relationships we have with students at school that we can bring the best we can in to them and out of them acknowledging and being aware of the successes and being aware of the struggles and acknowledging and owning those things and yearning. What gets you out of bed to put your feet on the cold floor in the morning? What makes you crazy that you get up out of bed and you think about? And for me, some of those things are, you know, my family, I'm gonna say that. And sometimes it's not always the case, but uh, quite often, most of the time, it is that, you know, I'm glad to be a dad and a husband. Um, Other things that make me crazy these days are, you know, recording my podcast, getting my fresh air at five, just like this and bringing that to you. And lately um, fly fishing and prepping for trout season. So um, my theme this week is going to be what's your code. And my code has to do with being authentic and being vulnerable. Thanks. Bye.
Hey, PLN, it's Tuesday, April 6, 2021, and this morning as I'm out here for fresh air at 5, the sky is clear, the temperature is cool, the birds are chirping, and it's a beautiful morning, and I can already see the light coming up in the eastern sky here, so the days are getting longer, and we're getting through this. I was talking with Tim Cavey yesterday how he saw a blog post that Matt Miller put out, and I don't have it directly in front of me at all but about you know that this is the best time of the year uh, for teaching because the days are getting longer the weather is warming up and you know we're seeing a light at the end of the school year tunnel and not that uh, the school year tunnel has been bad but it's been full and challenging and that we're getting there and we're making it so I encourage you to keep your chin up and uh, as you head into your day today, whatever that may look like. If you are on spring break still, or you are finished spring break and you're in it now until we get to the Victoria Day or Memorial Day long weekends or whatever holiday that you have, the one day off between now and the end of your school year, that you can do it. Okay, this morning as I'm walking, I listen to Leader of Learning podcast with Dr. Dan Krinas as he talks to Dr. Chad Dumas uh, about his work that he has done for his dissertation and a book that he wrote called Putting the C Back in PLC. And so I've heard the term PLC in the past and uh, one of my colleagues uh, who became an administrator um, told me that he was in a workshop one time about PLCs and about the structure and all the stuff that goes along with with uh, a PLC and so you know professional learning community and so I don't know maybe we've watered it down by calling them professional learning networks or professional learning families and those things that we have on Twitter but a PLC in my understanding, is a more formal structure within a building and people to get things done. Take a listen to his work and his, this podcast as it describes and helps you move forward. Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. One more thing for April 6, 2021, um, about professional learning communities that Dr. Chad Dumas and Dr. Dan Krinas talk about on Leader of Learning Podcast, episode 111. Um, I, th- I find it fascinating that we should have these structures within a school building. And now, it does sometimes, you know, not or naturally happen that we have a group of teachers and educators that are interested in working together to make improvements to student learning. But this is more of a, would I say, forced structure or an implemented structure that gives teachers collaboration time to meet together to talk about student learning in the building and education and what each of them brings. Some things that I picked up from Chad that he talked about was the optimal group size for a PLC, a professional learning community, is three to five people. Having more makes it more complicated and is less effective in the work that he has seen. Um, Having a social awareness as you're in that group, that you're making sure you're paying attention to the cues of others, that one is not dominating, but as you know, we're taking turns in making sure that we, uh, you know, are understanding the language and body language that others are using so that we can keep on task and on track 
and also making sure that everybody has a voice. All right, we need to pause, we need to paraphrase, and we need to pose questions as we step into a situation as a school leader. Not necessarily meaning it is administrative, but it could be another leader level in a building. I'm that kind of leader in my building, and I do engage with many staff about technology and education, uh, things that come across my plate that I share, but I need to be receptive to hearing back from them. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Hey PLN, it's Brian here and it's Wednesday, April 7th, 2021 and I'm out here for fresh air at 5 this morning. Hear the birds chirping in the background and it's a it's a beautiful crisp morning. You know, April's been chilly in the mornings here. We've been just above freezing every morning and uh, that's okay. Um, but you know, as it warms up in the day nicely, which is really nice, but not super nice yet. Um, so that's good because, you know, springtime is here and, but I like the early Early spring when it's nice and crisp we don't have snow in the ground at all anymore for many many ways around us we can go hiking and the weather's cooler so we don't overheat all right this morning for fresh air at five as i'm listening to podcast uh podcasts um I'm, i listen to edu educational duct tape with jake miller on episode 57 um of season three um as he talks with dr monica burns and you know jake You've got a set recently of my favorite people with you talking technology and education. And uh, Monica is one of those people that is up there on my list of people that I look up to and learn from and admire. Uh, so thank you, Monica, for the work that you're doing uh, with education that you have done. You know, our paths crossed a uh, number of years ago, probably four or five years ago, as you were, uh, a, you know, a big spark advocate at that time. Not saying that you aren't now, but, uh, that you had written your book, 40 Ways to Inject Creativity in Your Classroom with Adobe Spark. And uh, I got that book and I was doing trainings at conferences. And so thank you for the work you did with Ben Forta in writing that book. Um, I've shared it with a number of people and will continue to share it with a number of people. Um, I like how you talk about student creation and having a tool that is diverse and vast, um, that has lots of opportunity and not just one. I'm a big Spark fan. I like it because because you can do videos, you can do posts, and you can do web pages there with lots of flexibility in there for other things that you can do. Thanks all, have a great day. Talk to you, Jake, bye-bye. One more thing for April 7, 2021, and Jake Miller, you talked about the Jib Jag Chili Dog and how you gotta stop for one when you're on your way home from that place in Ohio nearby where you live. Um, I like how you talked about the need for flexibility in our understanding of how we do things and to be able to um, demonstrate that flexibility and the need to problem solve in front of our students to model that. Um, I had a teacher apologize one time for not being prepared when I was there as a helping teacher because they, oh, they had something to do that would take well, like two minutes to do and they weren't prepared for me. And I said, hey, it's okay. We can do this in front of the students. And I actually said that right in front of the students, how we need to demonstrate flexibility and model creative problem solving in front of them. We tell them that they need to be critical thinkers and problem solvers, but if we can show 
told them that it's not a big deal. And you know what? Those of us that use technology, we run into those big deals every moment of every day almost. It seems that something is not connecting or working. So I think it's important that we remember the jib-jab hot dog and how we need to be flexible and change our strategy to meet our outcome and goal to get it done. All right, here's the jib-jab. Bye-bye. Hey PLN, it's Thursday, April 8th, 2021, and we are getting close to the end of the week. And you know, for me, honestly, this has been a short week, but coming back after spring break, having a four-day week, then the Easter weekend, and now we've got a four-day week here. I'm not complaining about the time that I've had off, but uh, I'm not even complaining about the amount of work that I've got, but it was a lot of work that I had to do with marking for my online students. My online students are getting into crunch time here in the spring and uh, ramping up their efforts because they haven't been ramping up their efforts. And uh, I've got assignments flooding in and questions about chemistry and math and all those manner of things that happen when I've got two weeks of spring break and I've got two weeks or a four day long weekend that just happens. So uh, last night I went to bed actually at eight o'clock PM. Unbelievable. I had to stop working, couldn't do it, could not do it anymore. Okay, but I'm here now, fresher at five, hard to get out of bed this morning and actually get outside, but I'm so glad I did because I hear the birds chirping, I see clear sky above my head, and uh, it's just a breath of fresh air in my lungs to get me going for the day as I head into my teaching day ahead of me. Okay, I listened to this morning um, a podcast with Vasheva Frankel, Overthrowing Education, episode 45, as she has special guest Joe Dombrowski on her show. And he is a teacher, he teaches kindergarten and elementary, and he's also a professional comedian, has been a guest on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, uh, you know, it was really great to hear him talk about how he does what he does. And Vasheva really digs in with him about um, using humor in the classroom to create deeper learning and how we can have that humor factor to be part of our our thing that we do. What's your code? I, this uh, podcast episode that you're listening to is about what's your code and Joe's code is about bringing humor into the room to lighten the mood and to uh, provide and build relationships. That's great. Appreciate it and have a fantastic day. Take a listen. Okay, bye-bye. One more thing for April 8th 2021 i just finished saying what's your code what is your code that you bring into your space this uh, week's podcast started off uh, of listening with uh, thinking about stem and coding in the classroom but what is it that you bring what do you bring what's your thing that you bring to your students that makes it your space joe dombrowski in uh overthrowing education episode 45 with basheva frankel talks about the curriculum being um, not a thing that we can just go and drop in a room and it's going to work. But we have to have 
It's the curriculum is more like a skeleton that we have to put meat on its bones to bring it alive so that it can have meaning and utility for growing student learning. So keep that in mind. You know, how do you take your social studies or English or your math curriculum and bring it to life so that it has some relevance and meaning to your students? The curriculum may say, and for relevance, say this. Well, you know, you got to say it in your own way. You got to say it with your own thing that you do and bring that. So one thing that I do is about building relationships with my students. And I do use humor to a point, but not like Joe does because I'm not a comedian. Um, I start off with a would you rather question every day and my students look forward to starting off class that way to have a discussion about something completely irrelevant to what we're actually doing. Sometimes it's connected, but sometimes it's not. It's more seasonal or things like that. All right, that's my thing. And uh, I also bring creativity and how I share and model my creativity. I bring myself. I talk about my uh, weekend adventures. I talk about uh, things that I do outside of school to uh, show that, you know, Mr. Carpenter is a real person and uh, he really cares. So that's about it. And thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, PLN, it's later on April 8th, 2021 for the late edition of Fresh Air at 5. And as I'm out here delivering papers this evening, I was listening to episode 54, or actually it's episode 53 of Myotech Life as Fawns talks with Dr. Rene Corbet of uh, university down in Texas that he attended for his master's program. Can't remember what it was, but he talks about are we ready for learning in the digital age? And it talks the big the, the central centrality of the conversation was around micro learning and what is micro learning and how can we build assessment and um, learning objects that we can use to promote micro-learning. I think it's very much like our just-in-time learning that we do, um, but maybe sometimes the, the chunked information, the information in micro-sized bytes is too macro and it's too big. Um, like listening to a podcast, for example, here might take too long for somebody to listen to to get... Um, some, you know, nuggets of learning that they can take and move on quickly with. It might be having a four-part podcast on a similar topic that breaks down that topic into bite-sized pieces. You know, I have done this and I do this with my students as I create learning artifacts in my face-to-face classes, I will run and show them a tutorial on how to do something in Adobe Spark and then pause and stop and then come back and do another part of it and then share that with them so that they can carry on themselves and uh, use that uh, learning that they did to, uh, you know, get their task done, which is bigger than the smaller two pieces on its own. Um, as far as assessments go, I think that's the challenging part is how and when do we do these assessments? Do we do it after every micro lesson so that we can do that? And how do we do that so that we can actually manage and sustain ourselves as educators to be able to find out whether students know these things? All right. Thanks, Fawns. And thanks, Renee, for your conversation and I appreciate it and have a fantastic rest of your evening. Bye-bye. Hey, PLN, it's Friday, April 9th, 2021, and I'm out here for Fresh Air at 5 this morning at the end of this short 
work week for myself. I've got one day of school left, which includes marking and supervising exams and prepping for next week as uh, I get back into a full five-day work week. Um, my weeks of teaching, I teach two and a bit days per week in uh, various spaces at my school. And uh, yeah, so here we are. It's Friday. You made it. Big cheer. We made it. This morning as I'm out walking, I listened to the Staff Room Podcast, episode 80, titled, Are Teachers Really Burned Out? And, uh, you know, Shan Pav, thanks for bringing this to the fore, as we need to be aware of the stress that is upon us in these times that is stressful like no other because of COVID on top of the various ways that education has changed. And, you know, I was at my uh, dental office yesterday and I said, yeah, I'll see you in a year and hopefully I won't have to fill out these COVID forms. And, you know, it's those kinds of things, the hand washing, it's the social distancing in class, it's the having to eat lunch, Pav, like you said, during instructional time because there aren't enough supervisors to supervise the students while they eat their lunches because they can't go to the cafeteria where one supervisor can watch 200 students. Um, things like that that are really grating and hard on um, all of us in the system. I watch our secretaries at school and they are spent and they're answering the phone and they're running guard to protect us teachers and admin from the relentless onslaught of um, maybe silly questions, maybe important questions, but how to how to gatekeep that. So, you know, I thank you for bringing this to our, our attention with your episode. Keep on doing it. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Awareness is a key part. And I started the week off with that, talking about Lindsay Titus this past week and how her one thought is about awareness. I'm going to come back and say a couple more things in a moment. One more thing for April 9th, 2021. Okay, about awareness and how I started off the week this past week, looking at how um, we take care of ourselves. Um, and Lindsay Titus in her episode, I can't remember the number, uh, was, but if you look it up for the Defying University podcast, um, she talks about awareness and how we need to, one, reflect on how we are doing what's going on so that we can reflect and pay, pay attention to that. And secondly, uh, we need to be ready to make changes to that. So Shay, you've said in your episode today on episode 80 of the Staff Room Podcast that reflection is a part of it, but taking action to make sure we do something about our observance is really important. So that's key. You know, this past week I talked about what's your code? Started off looking at you know, coding in the classroom. I listened to Lindsay Titus talking about code as far as how do you function and operate in the classroom? What energy do you bring to your classroom? I talked about how we teach and what's your code for teaching? But then we get to today and we talk about teacher burnout and I ask the question, how do we need to change our code to be able to function and do our jobs? So that's my question that I'm going to leave here at the end of the week. How can we stick to our code, code being, you know, the credo, the things that we are not going to bend on. But how do we have that in and be relentless about that in the midst of all this challenge and struggle and stress that we are under in this current time? Thanks for listening to um, 
my podcast. Thanks for listening to my daily reflections. If you're a daily reflection listener, I'd like to hear that. So just drop me a note here and say, hey, I listen on the daily or I listen on the podcast because I'd like to hear from you that you are where you're listening because I have two different ways of getting the same message out. Um, Take a listen to my podcast where I string all these daily reflections that I post on Twitter together and they come out every Friday night at midnight. And so episode number 14 is dropping tonight. Thanks. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. As my one word for 2021 is appreciate, I appreciate you giving me a listen as I've created this podcast experience for you. It's a unique Blinkist or Coles Notes version of the content I take in, like a highlight reel so that you can hopefully find other interesting podcasts you may not have considered before. I've recorded the specific podcast episodes in the show notes for your learning convenience. Please subscribe so you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. And if you enjoy this podcast and its format, share it with someone else. Tweet about your experience or give it a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Fresh Air at 5 can also be found on Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here and on the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. I hope you have a fantastic day and get some fresh air before the day is out and take care of yourself because you're worth it.